Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Man, the live podcast, our fearless foursome tried to confront the members of the secretive Folsom group. Yeah! With resounding failure. Oh man. After discovering the hole, A hidden prison for supers underneath City Hall, Libby Ross also discovered that her boss, Mayor Annette Bernstein, had gone missing. Suspicious. While searching in the hole, Patrick Pritchard, former supervillain Professor Perrow, revealed he had fallen in love with River City's official protector, Perennial, a former superhero. Love? Love? Love. Dom Taylor, former Marvelous Man, took the list of former supers Libby made in order to protect it. Yeah! And then promptly let it get stolen by Lionel St. Cirque, theater director and member of the dreaded Folsom Group. Aw, man. An intrepid reporter, April Anderson, went to therapy. It's important too, you guys. And now, live from Firehouse Theater in riotous Richmond, Virginia, Man, Episode 12. Just a couple of assholes with a plan. Flashback to the day of the event. And no, not the time that General Postmaster clobbered everyone with his giant wooden post. The event. Boom, crack. High, high, high above the clouds amidst lightning and thunder. Two titans battle. No, not titans, men. Boom, beef. And now we go down, down, down below the clouds on the tippy top of the tallest building in River City, Lennox Core Tower, smack dab in the middle of everything. Crossing guard stands on the edge of the skyscraper, looking down over the city. Oh, forgive me, father. Behind crossing guard stands River City's official protector, Perennial, his super strength keeping crossing guard from moving his hands. Quiet, you. Listen to them. Perennial turns crossing guard to face the fearsome Folsom group. I thought you were a superhero, Perennial. What are you doing working with the evil Folsom group? I'm the city's official protector. You know, a (laughs) C.O.P. At the front of the Folsom group, Mayor Annette Bernstein. Thank you, Perennial. River City will not forget your service. Anything to save our dear city... And the world. Crossing guard, the Folsom group has decided your fate. She gestures behind her at the Folsom group. 
Among them is Lane Alley Rhodes, the Wintergreen Foundation City Enrichment Director and liaison to the mayor, who smiles sweetly. Mrs. Wintergreen gives her regards, y'all. There's no wheelchair ramp to the top of the tower. A real oversight, Mr. Lennox. Ability and disability regulations are important to ensuring all... Is this really the time? Sorry, Mayor. You know the stipulation, crossing guard. Do our bidding or back to the hole you go. I'm not sure what your flock would do if their precious Reverend Marmalade should disappear. I'm, I'm not sure I'm strong enough. I've never gone beyond this realm, but I will try. Better do more than try. Crossing guard gives up a silent prayer and then moves his hands in a swirling circular motion, creating a portal to another dimension on the roof of Lennox Tower. Whoa! With great straining. Straining? Greatly! Crossing guard navigates his portal until he finds an alternate Earth. He moves the portal closer to alternate River City until he lands in a stately political office. Through the portal, we can see Lady Marmaduke at her desk. Lady Marmaduke is 93% genetically compatible with Duke Marmalade, a.k.a. Crossing Guard. I said skim not 2%, are you trying to kill me? Sorry, Lady Marmaduke. Just as Lady Marmaduke is about to throw her coffee at her assistant, they both notice the portal. Lady Marmaduke stands up from her desk and walks towards our universe. <laughs> Uncanny. Bring her through the portal. Lady Marmaduke steps through. The Folsom group steps back. Curiouser and curiouser, you are me from a different dimension. <laughs> yes, uh, on your world, you have powers too? Of course, and I can feel my powers growing even more in this world. I open portals. <laughs> so do I, with our powers combined. Crossing guard. Uh, right, right, right. I, I need your help. Well, uh, we need your help. And who are all these people? We're just a couple of assholes with a plan. Perfect! <laughs> Which country are we taking over first? Europe is pretty terrible. Perfect! Colonize the colonizers. <laughs> I assume they're colonizers in your universe, too. We aren't taking over any other nations, no matter how terrible. We have a different task for you. One with global implications. A cataclysmic event is- Ooh, I love cataclysm. No, we're preventing the cataclysm. Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever, I just need to spruce up a bit. She calls back over her shoulder towards the portal. Hey, intern, coffee! Her assistant grabs the coffee and steps forward towards the portal. Coming, Lady Marmaduke. <laughs> the, the, the portal's not strong enough. <laughs> but it is too late. She has entered our world. And now we see who the assistant is. Shadow Woman, AKA April Anderson from an alternate dimension. As soon as she lands firmly in our world, Lennox Tower begins to shake. No, 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 no! Lady Marmaduke, what's happening? What's happening to me? What's happening to my voice? Perennial, Lady Marmaduke and Crossing Guard fall to their knees, their powers fading. I can't feel my hands. I can't feel anything. Shadow Woman begins involuntarily levitating as the flow of powers yields to her. The Folsom group hurries towards the rickety fire escape. Run, but hold on to the railing! This is why y'all need better access up here. 
All across the city, capes and masks are losing their powers, falling from great heights. Falling from great heights! <laughs> Drowning in the river. <laughs> Tripping on uneven sidewalks because the infrastructure in River City isn't great. They get the point? And now, all across the globe, great feats of strength and nerve are winnowed away one by one. And smack dab in the middle of it all is Shadow Woman. Someone help me. She collapses as every superpower on the planet flows into her. In an unimportant alley of River City, Dom Taylor and Patrick Pritchard, no longer Marvelous Man and Professor Peril, stand off. Wait, that's weird. What? Nothing's ever really hurt before. They stare at one another. Just men. Just small, sad little men. <laughs> and now we return to the present. Those two small, sad little men, Dominic Taylor and Patrick Pritchard, stare at the television in Dom's apartment. Claire Cornwallis is live on the scene. Another sad day for River City. After Police Chief John Marlowe's death and the disappearance of Mayor Annette Bernstein, the city is in disarray. Rioters and police march the streets in equal numbers. Lane Alley Rhodes of the Wintergreen Foundation has been appointed to temporary mayor. I'm not one for calling out injustice, and I do love a good riot, but these unprecedented events have given me pause, and I don't. Pause. I talk a lot. Back to you, Meredith. A not-so-hostile takeover happening right in the open, and no one to stop it. One of our friends is secretly the madwoman terrorizing all of us from the shadows. The price of Froyo keeps going up. These are troubling times, my friend. Aw, but you called me your friend. Do not read too much into it. Too, too late. On the TV, Lane Alley Rhodes has taken the podium. She is flanked on either side by Libby Ross and Police Chief Rutabaga Ginseng. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Isn't this a blast? The good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I may just stick around for a while, but I'm sure we will find former Mayor Annette Bernstein alive. God rest her soul in heaven. And now the Folsom Group reigns over River City. Well, at least the list is safe. He touches the paper in his pocket. That's funny. Why is it making that sound? He pulls it out. Wait, this is just a CVS receipt. Who bought three dozen condoms? Gasp! Someone's preparing for a cast party! <laughs> Very soon after, Dom and Patrick stand backstage at the Empress Theater with William Bonquet, who does some last minute adjustments on his Marvelous Man costume. I don't know what list you're talking about. If you'll excuse me, I'm trying to figure out how to hem this suit. The costume designer hasn't shown up today. Eudora, probably dead. Okay, drama queen. Lionel St. Cirque prowls around in his The Amphibian costume. He smirks and walks over to Dom. Dominic Taylor, you old so-and-so. Where's the list, Lionel? A gentleman never kisses and tells, unless one of the ladies on my list told, in which case I will sue for breaking the NDA. Not your sex list, you pig. I don't know what other kind of list there is. I trusted you. That was very silly on your part. I know you know. You don't know that I know or don't know. No. No. A standoff. Then Dom lunges forward and begins choking Lionel. I'll kill you! I'll kill you all! Billiam pulls Dom off. 
Calm down now. Calm down. Dom, who do you sound like right now? Um, Professor Peril. Professor Peril, right. But you're not Professor Peril. Not anymore, thank God. I didn't think anyone could make that clown even more of a buffoon. But Dom Taylor certainly could. Patrick lunges forward. I will kill you! I will kill you all! William separates the two men. That was shockingly convincing. Congrats to both you clowns. Thank you. He was being sarcastic. Well, I'm back to being earnest again. Would love to stay and chat and almost get murdered, but I have a show to put on. (laughs) Toodles. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At Santa Rivera Mercy Grace Hope Faith Hospital, Libby Ross and April Anderson stand by the bedside of ancient homeless man who lies in a coma. The shadow woman looked just like me, but with a scar across her face. Everything else was the same. Height, hair, the wild-eyed intensity. Wild-eyed? Yeah. You kind of look feral from time to time. Oh, thanks. Knock this poor ancient homeless man out clean. I'm glad you brought him in. He looks rough. I mean, he kind of already looked like that, but I made sure he got the best roommate. Libby pulls back the dividing curtain to show that her sister, Joss Ross, is in the next hospital bed. Hey, assholes. Oh, right. I don't think you've ever met. This is April Anderson. I'm Joss, Libby's sister. I know. I've watched you a lot while you were unconscious. Oh. Since Josh is still pretty incapacitated, I need you to keep watch over them both for me, April. What the why? Mayor Rhodes made me her official bodyguard. I'm Police Chief Ginseng's right-hand woman now. So what, you're just a cop now? Apparently I have huge guns. Her words, not mine. I'm only agreeing to becoming a pseudo-cop in order to... Bring it down from the inside. As a wise person recently told me, bringing something down from the inside never works. Is that something I said to you? I I didn't. I just met her. Oh, no. My therapist told me that. Oh, you're still seeing a therapist? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it really helps. More people should go to therapy. Anyway, uh, keep track of her... Anyway, keep track of her for me, will you? Oh, come on. I used to go on chases through the streets and down subway lines. Is this all I'm stuck doing now? April, Shadow Woman targeted me. I can't put my loved ones in danger. What about the homeless guy? He's worthy of protection too, isn't he? They look down to regard ancient homeless man. Dom and Patrick sneak through City Hall. They duck around columns and statues to avoid the mayoral secret police that have been installed there. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Bastard, bastard, bastard. Mayor Lane Alley Rhodes and Chief Ginseng are conferring nearby. Dom and Patrick pause, listening. I've had the entire police force rerouted back into the city. You're safe here. I need to be safe everywhere. I want a detail on my person at all times. I don't know if that's possible. Mrs. Wintergreen wouldn't like that you're disobeying my orders. Yes, ma'am. A policeman walks up to Dom and Patrick's hiding spot. They jump. Whoa! You can't be here. Oh, hello. Uh, 
fellow guard. I, 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 we, uh, we seem to have lost our uniforms. Hello, and... my name is Blattrick. We are come to this country for better opportunity. Libby appears out of nowhere, wearing an outfit very similar to Iron Maiden's. She smashes her fist into the policeman's face. Hiya! The policeman goes to the ground, all like, Ow, thud. <laughs> Be more careful, you oafs. Libby winks and stomps over to Lane and Rutabaga. Oh, hello, temporary appointed mayor, Lane Alley Rhodes, and new police chief, Rutabaga Ginting. Um, hi. Where have you been, former secretary and now bodyguard, Libby Ross? I was more of a personal assistant. While the ladies are distracted, Dom and Patrick hurry on. Dom puts on his marvelous man mask, Patrick purple boots. They burst into the office of the district attorney where Piper Parker is on the phone with three different callers. Jack, Mac, Zach, I gotta call you back. Click. <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't Marman, you old so-and-so. Hi, Piper. And he's brought another so-and-so with him. A sup? A sup? <laughs> that is a what I'm saying. Piper, we need your help. I thought you would never ask, kid. Someone has taken something from me. A list. Your S-E-X list? No, I don't have a... I respect women! Oh, wait, no, I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Is this perpetrator a man, or a... He said uh, he respects the women. I was going to say, is he a man or a super man? He's just a guy. And he stole a list. Yes, and I want it back. It's my list, mine! You sound like a child. I'm a man! And everything I've worked for is crumbling around me. The finder's keeper's law only applies to supers, but it's the rules of the playground, literally. I thought the law would help a person in need. A pause. Uproarious <laughs> laughter! <laughs> Don't laugh, that was in earnest. It's a piece of paper, kid. What could be so important? It's who I am. Marman, always so dramatic. No, literally, it's a list with our identities on it. Oh, yeah, you're gonna wanna get out of Dodge. The mobs outside will tear you limb from limb if they find out who you are. They're not even distinguishing between masks and capes anymore. Gulp? Back at their soon-to-be former apartment, Patrick and Tom are throwing their lives into several suitcases. Just then, Patrick's burner phone goes off. You keep going. I'll step outside. Patrick closes the door behind him. Who is this? How'd you get this number? Patrick Pritchard, Lionel St. Cirque. You know, I really enjoyed you screaming at me earlier. <laughs> Think you might want to play Professor Peril in the show tonight? Dom looks up as the door opens again. Patrick's got a gleam in his eye. Dom, I am going to burn down the Empress Theater with Lionel St. Cirque inside it. Dom ponders the ethical implications of such an action. Okay, cool. <laughs> you are so much more fun when you're a little bad. At the front desk of the Channel 9 newsroom sits Lorna, who is in the process of deleting the Sermon app from her phone. I've been so blind. Goodbye and good riddance, Reverend Marmalade. Claire Cornwallis saunters in. Saunter, saunter, saunter. Lorna. Yes, Miss Cornwallis. Where's that little doting imbecile that follows April around? Dom, I assume he still works here, though I haven't seen him in, well, 
weeks. All the other cameramen are taken, so you'll have to do. Come with me. We need to get to the theater. I literally have a job. And you haven't been involved in any important plots in ages. <laughs> plots? What are you talking about? You know, my fiendish plots that I'm always getting into. Hop to it, Lorna. The show must go on. Sandu. Plod. Sandu. Plod. There are two crowds milling about the Empress Theater. The rich hoity-toity ones taking their seats in the VIP areas and the grungy protesters crowding in the lobby. Behind the curtain, Lionel and Patrick peek their heads to see. Perfect. Practically the entire city is here. And I've got my seven lines memorized already. Six. Did Dom get the ticket I left him at the box office? Dom is staying home this evening. At home, Dom hurriedly throws clothes in a bag. The TV is on Channel 9 News, where Claire has just gone live in the Empress Theater lobby. Hold it up straight, Lorna. I don't have any upper body strength, Miss Cornwallis. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Meredith. I'm Claire Cornwallis here at the Empress Theater for the world premiere of... Yeah, I'm not reading that title. Jesus, the pretension. Anyway, tickets are $200 a piece, which is ridiculous, but also helps keep the riffraff from ruining the theater experience. Oh, here comes Mayor Rhodes' limo now, followed by secret police tank limo. In the background of the footage, Dom sees Lionel and Patrick peeking their heads through the curtain. Oh, when he said he was going to burn down the theater with Lionel in it, he meant during the show. With the whole city there. And kill everyone. And I told him it was okay. Oh. <laughs> he goes back to putting shirts in his bag? Oh man. He picks up his phone and dials. Hey, buddy. Not your buddy. I mean, shit. No. Pa Patrick, you can't do this. There are innocent- Mother. Gasp. Dom falls into flashback mode and the phone drops from his hand. On TV, Claire drones on. Guess who's also watching Claire? April! She's at the hospital holding ancient homeless man's hand tightly. Sigh. That could have been me. But I shouldn't. It's fine. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing? This is what I'm supposed to be doing! Joss uses a walker to shuffle up. You think he'll wake up? Uh, your sister seems to think so. You think you'll get your job back? Clearly I'm struggling with that! Why would you bring it up? I just thought I'd stir the pot! <laughs> On the screen, Claire moves through the crowd to get an interview with Lane. Lorna follows behind, the camera bumping up and down. Mayor Rhodes, if I may. Clary Cornwallis, as I live and breathe. May we all live and breathe the smoggy air of River City for years. April notices Libby standing by Lane's side, an entirely new kind of earpiece in her ear. Ooh, honestly, your sister knows how to rock a good earpiece. Oh man, Libby definitely looks like a cop now. Well, she said she was bringing it down from the inside, so... That never works. April and Joss gasp, all like, Gasp! They turn to see Shadow Woman in the window. She's not concealing her identity anymore. She's out in the open, April's twin. Holy Eucharist, you! You. Hey, you're the lady who tried to blow me up. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no, no, I respect a girl boss. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought girl boss was a bad thing. I mean, she destroyed my bakery, so a bad thing kind of applies. Also, what's with the raven? Oh yeah, that mysterious raven in every episode is perched on Shadow Woman's shoulder. Oh! <laughs> No idea. It just started following me around once I got here. 
Also, technically, it's a grackle. You are focusing on the wrong things. Who are you? Well, I'm you, sort of. Or perhaps you're me. No one really explained anything to me, really. How do you have powers? Well, ever since the event, do you mean that time when the Herald predicted everyone in River City would be late to work so we all sat around and worried about what would cause us to be late to work? But that waiting around is actually what made us late to work? No. The event is when all the supers lost their powers. <gasps> is that what people are calling it? <laughs> yeah. Yes! It's catching on! <laughs> anyway, I guess I'm the event. In my universe, I had the power to absorb other people's powers. I was part of a, well, that's not important. I was sent, well, that, that's not important either. All I know is now I'm here and I took everyone's powers. I don't have any powers for you to take. I know, but now that I know you exist, I needed to see you in case I, I'm off to avert disaster. Well, one of them, the only disaster I know how to avert at the moment. So you're one of the good guys? There's no such thing as a true good guy these days. Shadow Woman crosses towards Ancient Homeless Man. She gently caresses his face. Sorry for all that. I've taken so much from you already. A spark passes from Shadow Woman to Ancient Homeless Man, and his eyes flutter. <sighs> April notices that the act of using her powers has sapped Shadow Woman of some of her strength. Shadow Woman hobbles to the window, ready to vanish. Before you go... Um, welcome to this plane of existence. April puts out her hand for Shadow Woman to shake. It is perhaps the first moment of softness, of human touch, that Shadow Woman has experienced since she arrived here. Oh. Handshake? Handshake. <laughs> you were meant to be here. Well, I suppose you were meant to be here too. Thanks. That means a lot right now. I'm April Anderson. June Jorgensen. I'll be in touch. I've got something I need to do. And with that, Shadow Woman vanishes into the night. That was kind of anticlimactic. Aren't doppelgangers supposed to kill one another? The night's still young. Dom? There's about to be a disaster. What, the where? June just mentioned that. June? Yeah, I'll explain later. No time for that. Explain it later. Patrick is going to kill everyone at the Empress Theater. Oh. Good to know one of our close friends is going on a murderous rampage tonight. It happens. That must be the disaster June is averting. But I'm supposed to watch over Libby's sister and this homeless guy. River City needs you. April, I need you. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So now, here comes the climax. You can tell. You can tell it's the climax because all of our heroes are converging towards the same place. And if you could see it, it would be happening in slow motion like this. Slow motion sounds. Backstage.
Backstage at the Empress, the curtain only moments from rising. Lionel has gathered Patrick, Billiam, and the rest of the actors in a circle. They all hold hands. Break legs, everyone. <laughs> they break, each moving to their opening spots, all except for one. Patrick Richard. Is coming into his own. He wears the purple of Professor Peril's costume with pride, and he's got Claire Cornwallis's lighter in his hands. Lippy Ross is standing watch at Lane's private box seating. She glances over at Rutabaga, who stands at the door. Downstairs is clear. Wait. She sees movement in the orchestra pit. There's no orchestra because this isn't a musical. Dominic Taylor is pushing through the crowd of lobby protesters. Out of the way. Oh, <laughs> clever sign. Move, please. Just then, through the lobby doors, he sees a burst of flame light up in the orchestra pit. April Anderson is speeding through traffic, weaving down ramps and through tunnels. In the seats behind her, complicated hospital machinery jostles and Joss Pat's ancient homeless man's comatose head. This was a bad idea! In the orchestra pit, Patrick has his hands around that flame made from Claire's lighter. It almost looks like the orange glowy magic thingy that Professor Peril used to make with his hands. It's enough to give Patrick pause. Has he moved on from that life? Or will he always be Professor Peril? Aw, oh, fuck it! Libby's boot flies through the air, knocking the lighter from his hand. Recoil in pain! Why do I always have to thwart your evil arson plans? If you just let me commit my evil arson plans, then you would not have to thwart them! Hiya! Dom comes screaming through, line-backing Patrick onto the ground. Recoil in pain! I already stopped him. Patrick, you don't have to do this. I do! What happened to being good? It sucked. Remember how much fun it was to be bad? Yeah, it was. But life isn't about having fun. That's bleak. We're supposed to help people. I am helping people by killing the bad people. But you'd be killing innocent people too. Innocent people are just bad people who are too lazy to do bad. That's <laughs> That's bleak. Please let me kill people. I just wanna kill people again. And that's bleak. Hasn't there been enough of that? Hasn't River City, hasn't this world seen enough pain? The cycle ended, didn't it? Do you want to be the one to restart it? Don't feign superiority, Dom. Marvelous man, you are not. I do stupid things sometimes. Everyone does. But I'm trying to be better. Shouldn't that mean something? We've changed, Patrick. The world has changed. And you still believe it is worth saving? Yes. I do not. Will you two just listen? We're listening to each other. Not each other, to everyone else. Huh? Above, the curtains have risen. The people of River City are murmuring. You don't look like that headshot. Lionel St. Cirque, costumed as the amphibian, takes the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, before the show starts this evening... See? Does that voice not make you want to commit mass murder? I want to begin this grand debut with something a little different. Wait, that's not how the show opens. Meanwhile, in the lobby, Claire and Lorna peek through the doors. Claire spots Lionel on top of the stage and the commotion beneath it. 
Something that will rock the very foundation of the city. Something's happening. Camera on. My arms are gonna fall off. Lorna, camera. Yes, ma'am. Put down the camera. There stands April Anderson, here in the nick of time. Anderson, my old nemesis. I didn't even hear you heel-click your way over here. It's the lobby carpeting. Now turn off the camera. It's the news. It's my duty to report it. I'm tired of reporting the news. I'm ready to make it. We have to stop this, Claire. I can feel it in my bones. Violence is in the air. Bloodlust. God, it's a rush. Lorna, zoom in. Take a stand, Claire. This is it. The scoop. The one I've been waiting for. Maybe we shouldn't. Give me the camera. I'll do it. Lorna, coffee. Lorna plucks coffee from thin air. Hiya! The scalding hot liquid flies into Claire's face. My beautiful discerning eyes. Lorna snatches the camera back from Claire. April smashes it beneath her foot. He'll click. April throws open the doors to the Empress Theater, ready to stride in and save the day. Lionel stands alone on the stage. He removes the helmet of his The Amphibian costume. He holds the list in his hand. And now, in honor of this show, ladies and gentlemen, I will reveal to you the identities of River City's finest and lowest. Every former mask and cape in the city. Gasp! Dominic Taylor. Patrick Pritchard. Oh, Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, man. The entire theater breathes as one. (sighs) Well, all but one person breathes. Everyone stares in horror as the life is choked out of Lionel St. Cirque. He clutches... He clutches... He clutches at his throat, his face flushed with blood. Billiam rushes out onto the stage in his marvelous man costume. Somebody help! The audience members look around, confused. Is this part of the play? Uh, I hate all these meta shows. <laughs> Dom tries to pull himself up from below the stage, but his upper body strength ain't what it used to be. Never fear, citizens! The audience doesn't know what to do. Billiam looks up. He points. Look! There, in Lane's VIP box, Shadow Woman has her arm outstretched towards the stage. Lane turns to Rutabaga. Who is that? Yes, April Anderson. A sickening thud as Lionel's hand falls to the stage. Shadow Woman summons one of Crossing Guard's portals and vanishes through it. The audience stares. And that's when everyone notices that April Anderson, seemingly the same person who just killed Lionel, is standing at the back of the theater. Oh, hi! The crossing guard portal opens across town. Shadow Woman steps through and lands at City Hall. The mayor's chambers. Riot Trio Rousseau waits for her. Ha ha! I have been waiting for you. Have at it, boys. Or boy, whoever's in there. Shadow Woman creates Professor Peril's orange glowy magic ball of light thingy and shoots it at the fake door, which buckles and reveals the secret entrance to the secret underground secret prison. Riot Trio Rousseau notices that Shadow Woman has vanished again. (laughs) She is so very good at that. The masks and capes held in the hole look up as Riot Trio Rousseau descends the staircase. (laughs) What's up, assholes? Ready to be, how you say, Late that night, back at Professor Peril's old underground lair, his former henchminion Dusty makes minute mac and cheese. 
There comes a knock-knock-knocking on his door. Hello? Who's that knock-knock-knocking at my door? When the door opens, District Attorney Piper Parker stands there, holding a piece of paper. Dusty Wingfield? Yes? You've been served. She hands him the paper, which just says, Finders Keepers. Oh, man. Even later that night, the lair is now decked out with all of the furniture from Dom's apartment, including the couch and TV in the same configuration as before. Just like home. Of course it's in the middle of a room full of defunct death rays and an abandoned mad scientist's laboratory. Close enough. Dom, Patrick, and Dusty sit on the couch. Dom and Patrick drink beers. Dusty ices a massive black eye in the shape of Dom's fist. Oh. On the TV, Channel 9 News reports on the death of Lionel St. Cirque and the revelation of two of River City's former supers. Please change the channel. Dom settles on a rerun of The Real Housewives of West Cosmopolis. Oh, I love this show. As do I, Dusty. As do I. Patrick puts his beer to his lips, but there isn't any liquid left inside. There's a beer on a side table just out of reach. He absentmindedly reaches out his hand to telekinetically bring the bottle to him. It doesn't move. Oh, yeah. I got you. Thanks, buddy. Dom hops up and grabs the beer. When he hands it to Patrick, he notices a tiny line of blood dripping from Patrick's nose. That's weird. Patrick touches under his nose, blood on the pad of his finger. At City Hall, deep beneath the mayor's chambers, several members of the mayor's secret police walk around the hole. One of them steps up to Mayor Rhodes. Masks are still down there. All the capes have been released, though. Lord have mercy, y'all. Lane stares at the capes in their prison cells. Get these super prisoners' tissues. They all have bloody noses. Just then, across River City, Shadow Woman returns to her hideout, the hollowed-out shell that used to be the Fondenhead. She sidles up to Mayor Annette Bernstein, Reverend Duke Marmalade, and Eudora Pennyfarthing, who are all tied up together in the ruins, very not dead. Finally you show up. How much longer must we stay here? Until I determine that it's safe for you to leave. What's going on with your nose? Just then, across River City, in Iron Maiden's subway hideout, Riot Trio Poe has blood coming down from his nose. He turns to the last shattered figure whose identity has been obscured by shadow and plot convenience. He looks over at, oh my God, it's Claire Cornwallis. I mean, I knew it would be her this whole time, but that should be a reveal for you. And anyway, Claire also has a trickle of blood on her face. Are you shitting me? Just then, across River City. At the hospital, April and Joss get ancient homeless man hooked up back to the machinery. Wondering what other April is up to? No good, probably. She might surprise you. Yeah, maybe. You might surprise you, too. Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> oh, uh, let me get you some help. Just then, across River City, in Lorna's apartment, she has set a lovely midnight bubble bath. Her dutiful dog, Dee Dee, lies down next to the tub as she hops in. That's better, dumb dog. Duh, pat, pat. <laughs> Lorna is about to put on soothing music when she notices something. Oh, weird. I've never seen a dog with a nosebleed before. <laughs> and now we're back with Dom, Patrick, and Dusty. Dusty wipes the blood from Patrick's nose. Patrick stares at Dom. Dom pats his fingers under his own nose. Blood. Aw. Man. Man. Episode 12.
Man is produced by Jack Legg Media and performed before a live audience at Firehouse Theater in Richmond, Virginia. Man was written and created by Chandler Hubbard and directed by P.J. Freeborn. Featuring the voice talents of Bianca Bryan, Anne Michelle Forbes, Erica Hughes, Paul Major, Amber Maria Martinez, Nora Ogunley, Paige Reisenfeld, Luke Shares, and Adam Turk. Original music by Mia King. Leave a five-star rating to help others find the show. This podcast is so jack-legged.